Well, hey, Gundam Maniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained Show, uh, the show where I talk about giant robots from Japan. Um, I, I used to use that in the past when I would open up my shows, but... Uh, it's a good uh, intro. Yeah, because that's what it is. The, the only reason this exists is because of giant robots from Japan. So, um, Exactly. Well, yeah, everyone... Um, you know, thanks for joining. We've got Steven here. Um, and if you missed it, he had his stream yesterday. That was pretty cool that we run. I mean, the stream yesterday was awesome. It was like a culmination of these conversations I would have with Steven sometimes of like, this should be a Gundam game and it should be yeah. like this and it should do all this. And so I wrote a doc up and then you like, what, uh, Unity you're using? You just kind of... Yeah. Open that up and made a awesome concept. So if you guys didn't watch his stream from yesterday, go check it. Out. Uh, yeah, that awesome was a lot stuff. of fun to, to surprise you with like a prototype that I was like, I'm like, oh, so nervous. Oh man, is he gonna like it? Like, is it is it really his vision? <laughs> yeah, um, and it was actually. It was everything I expected it to be. And wait a minute, don't tell me it froze again. I mean, I think we're still live. But yeah. the video's frozen. Mm, I hope I'm not uh, making a goofy face. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe this happened yet again. <laughs> but I... So guys, I'm going to be right back. Okay, let me well, close I mean, this. Just kind of, you know, I'm looking at the live output and I'm like, man, it looks like you're scratching your head with vigorous intensity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> Alright, let me... I'm going to stop streaming from this program, close it, open it again it, with giant robots from japan you're also dealing with the giant gremlins that uh <laughs> yeah from a, an american made software so no that, that's nothing to do with it. no but guys thanks for being patient I, I i love this software except when it doesn't work um but anyway um uh let's see oh it did some timeout thing i don't know what it means but are we good it says stream is up. Okay. Um, let me yeah, just... We're looking good. We're sounding good. Okay, good. Anyway, to get into what we're going to talk about today, we are going to talk about best seed characters. Now, this is based on a poll I put up, or not a poll, but a question I put up, because I'm trying to dive into why people like seeds so much. <laughs> you know, like, when both of us kind of think, ah, Seed's not that great, but Destiny's good. But a lot of people yep. from the last stream said they loved Seed. Um, and I, I want to I dive into that and figure out maybe something I'm missing. I don't know. Um, the other thing we're going to talk about is it was just some weird t Twitter drama that's been popping up that I want to dive into. It's where people are posting their opinions as facts, where as I can understand someone wanting to communicate their opinion, but a lot of times it, it comes from a place where I don't think people realize they're contributing to the toxicity online, so we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I don't know why I always find myself at the center of these, uh, <laughs> well, these arguments, too. No, it reminds me of me, It's it, and I, I think people have this sometimes. It's, it's, it's like when you see an injustice, when you see something that is is kind of in a negative place and it doesn't really contribute in a positive way. Sometimes I feel like I have to kind of come in there and be like, Hey, you know, and that comes from that actually or mansplaining, but it's not, it's, that's it, not the intent. It's more of like, if I it's could, yeah, 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I could communicate positivity to get someone to think in a more positive way, we would come out with a cooler interaction, maybe a new friend. You know, that's... But a lot of times when people are negative, you're like pushing other people away, making it anyway. We will get we'll into get that. Into What's that? I said we'll get into it. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into it for sure. Um, you know, first of all, um, you know, Witch for Mercury it was awesome to continue to watch it. I love what's going on. I have my episode reaction up. But also in that video, I mentioned how I'm gonna be giving away a high grade aerial that was given to me by Bandai Namco, so if that's something you're interested in, uh, just leave a comment on the video. I'm going to go through the comments uh, and grab someone based on uh, a random comment. So if you haven't, uh, do that. Um, also, since we've last talked, you've had your second episode of Dissecting Gundam up, the Zeta. So yes. that is it, available. Um, made it extra confusing where it's like because I'm doing Zeta and 0079 at the same time. It's like, well, it's the second overall, but only the first of Zayden. Whatever. No, but <laughs> it, it makes sense, and it's kind of cool to get, because I do think if maybe you did just one series all the time, well, not that it would get boring, but I guess adding in, like mixing it up kind of makes it interesting, because I know you're a big Zeta person like I am, so it was cool to kind of get your thoughts on the original, then leading into Zeta. Um, since yeah, well, and I think that... Um, you know, and I mentioned this in the video is it's like there's some there's some very huge callbacks from the first episode of 0079 to the first episode of Zeta. So I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that those came back to back for that reason. Yeah. And you broke those down pretty good, too, um, in that video. So I really suggest anyone that really wants to get a deep dive into stuff, really check those out. Um, yeah, because that those the new episodes come out on Friday uh potentially yep. when you can okay um yeah every friday okay yeah links in the description for everything i'm sure you guys are already following steven if not do it um you know and real quick i want to go back to the chat since that other technical difficulty at the beginning but uh <laughs> what's up to travis gundam wing shirt lad good to see you brian zanicelli web fox 100 um yeah good to see you all um uh you know appreciate your contributions and all that. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, yeah, a couple things I wanted to show off. Uh, so not only yeah, did Bandai send that aerial, um, they also sent some other little goodies, and this time I, I kept some stuff for myself since a lot of times I give it away. But, um, you know, there's these little blind box Gundams I normally don't buy, but I thought this was pretty cool. It's a, a blue, transparent, High new, which I like blue see-through things. Uh, it's like a giant effect part, but a Gundam. So Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And, and the high new, I, I mean, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I, I've always liked the high new design more than the new Gundam. Yep. The, the symmetry of the, the fin funnel wings is just a little cooler to me than like one giant rack of fin funnels. Yeah, I agree. Overall, uh, and even right next to me right here, I have the metal build that I bought mm -hmm. that is it's awesome I love the look of it in fact like that metal build was like 300 which I was already I had a plan for that to pay for that <laughs> but now there's an expansion pack for it that's like $150 that has the better shield that doesn't have like the gradient dots it's just yeah. a solid and it has the giant bazooka 
which is the size of the unit itself. So <laughs> I want to get that. It's just it's crazy how much how expensive that all comes out to be. Dipping um, into the kids' college funds and yeah, <laughs> I know. But another thing that came out as a Metal Robot Spirits that I didn't pre-order. It, it's actually being released right now, but it's the that high or no, not the high, the new Gundam mass production version. So yeah. they have a a little, and I guess there's I don't know the names. What's the like, colorway on that? Yeah, that, like teal and it's interesting. Yeah, um, the thing is like there's. They seem the same, except one has longer legs than the other. So I think one's Converge and one is Ensemble. I think that's the the names of them. Again, I I don't typically buy these a lot, but I just felt you know for once I should just yeah, have fun. Yeah, I mean, there's so many lines of like the minifigures, like the artifact line, and like you know yeah. the G frames. And I don't know what they're doing. Are they trying to see what sticks? Because I feel like they should have a almost like they were doing with the HCM Pro. I can understand those are kind of expensive, but yeah. making scaled, you know, mobile suits at a smaller size. I feel like they should have one line and just make everything. Like here's a a ball. Right. I, I love the uh, the dual jointed arm ball. Yeah, it's got the four claws. But yeah, and we were having that discussion on Discord the other day because um, someone was looking for a 1 to 144th scale Newziel from uh, 0083. And there was a garage kit, like a resin kit that you could buy, you know, ages ago. Yeah. But like, you know, now if you want if you want anything other than the high grade Dendrobium Orcus, which understandable, that's like a $300 piece. <laughs> The only thing you can get for the new ZL is like the one to 550th scale. And it's like there's a 550 scale Dendrobium Orcus and then a 550 scale new ZL. And those are the only two model kits in that scale. Okay. It's like, why? Yeah, that's why not make them one four hundredth to match, you know, the yeah, at least another line scale Queen Mansa. Like, <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah, it's <clears throat> there seems to be opportunity there for them to, yeah, have things in scale because I think that gets people more into oh then i will collect these uh, oh this is in that yeah. scale i want it together and so sometimes yeah if i'm deciding to buy something i'll be like well other than just having it how can i utilize it with my current collection and if i can't sometimes i'm like yeah i just won't get it yeah yeah um speaking of things i just would never get is there's this so this is the g frame of yes. a strike but the inactive colors or whatever um right which That's I always, one of those seed. Yeah, um, I always thought that was idiosyncrasies. <clears throat> it was yeah, and it's silly because I don't think it ever has strong bearing on the plot at all. It, it seemed just a, a way to have different colored mobile suits <laughs> to to buy and paint. Um, this way, we can release two model kits of the same mobile suit <laughs> in different colorways, and people have to buy both of them. Yeah, I, I guess that's what what they're doing for that um because i yeah in the story i don't see anything interesting but regardless this is pretty cool i love the the two knives and i guess the general idea of this the plane strike where it's just kind of like a quick melee unit although i you know when when a mobile suit doesn't have a lot going on in the back it feels naked like i i need i need some junk in the Something. back yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i can understand it's for it's purpose or whatever that it how was does, doing. Uh, how does how does jobby put it uh back lives matter uh, oh is that oh okay <laughs> jobby the hong yeah oh, i love his stuff yeah um and then another thing um 
I got this at Target. It's it's because it's the G3, and I think this just looks good. Like, I'm not huge on the Gundam Universe figures, but the color scheme just goes really well with this type of figure. It's the softer plastic. These things are bigger than, like, yeah. a Robot Spirits or a kit. Um, I think it just looks good. So Yeah, it's sharp-looking. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, a, a couple other things, is this uh, G-Frame GP01FB. Um, there's so much panel lining possibilities on this, actually. I was going to say, the G-Frame line usually has lots of little panel lines and open hatches and things, so it's... Yeah, a lot of... I, in my opinion, I think these are, like, the best in terms of scale and proportion for miniature-style painting, where you're okay. just kind of going through... Because I can't find it. I was looking for it, but I have a Blue Destiny of one of these that I completely... Customized. I can't find it anywhere. I wanted to show it off, but um Oh man. Yeah, those are those are good figures. Um and then lastly, this week I built the Wingham? Wingdom? Wingdom. There you go. Wingdom, yeah. Wingdom. Yeah. Wind okay. So it's like Gundam, but Wyndham. That's weird. Anyway, um looks cool. I this this is a very cool type of backpack, in my opinion. To, yeah, to have. that's that's one of the neatest things about Seed are those like flight packs that almost all of the I mean yeah. most of the Gundams have them like the, the Infinite Justice and whenever there's like yeah ground combat it's like units have these flight packs which is really cool I mean that lends to that idea it it makes it a little yeah. more believable and the look of it it's like a jet fighter so it's in line with what you would expect from uh, you know military stuff so. Now, does the existence of a Wyndham imply the existence of a oh, Lostum? I was about to say, good. <laughs> that's a good idea. That would be some awesome cursed enemy mobile suit. There you go. Yeah, it, it the V fin actually comes down. Oh. <laughs> this this sounds like the next season of uh, Build Fighters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Okay, so with that out of the way, the thing I need to do next without making my um, computer freak out. Um, <laughs> give me just a second. I got to change the the monitor that's going to show up. Um, which one is it? Is it that? Oh, yeah, it's that. Okay. Yeah, give me just a second, just to clean this, and then okay, let's hope that the there's chat, not a Matt, uh, Mad Dog Wheaton says the only good thing about Seed would be the grunt suit designs, which yeah, the Wyndham would be one of them. That is a, a positive, um, factual <laughs> statement. <laughs> I don't know. That's just just an opinion. <laughs> yeah, just an opinion. Um, okay, so again, th this goes back to my fascination with the love I see for Seed. Again, when we talked about this, I think, episode before, before that, when we're diving into Seed, I like Destiny a lot more. You seem to agree Destiny is really good. But the first Seed, a lot of people like. So I wanted to ask, one, who's your favorite character? Because I can see where people would be like, oh, yeah, I love the suits in Seed and still not like Seed. Like, I think those are unrelated. But a lot of times I think character drives sometimes your enjoyment of the series. So I ask, who's your favorite character from the original Gundam Seed and why? So we have 
Lord Talos, our resident GBO2 expert, Isaac, and Durka. Those two are comedy gold. Yeah. And then even Bullcat is saying Isaac started off as a bully and nuisance, then showed true heroism, friendship, courage, kicked some major ass without having the seed factor, saved the day, saved his best friend, saved his former rival sister, changed and matured. And Isaac is one of those characters that has an arc, which yeah. is, you know, most anime characters don't. <laughs> no, that's a good point because it's it's it reminds me of a character in Double O, and I forget the name of the character right off the top of my head, but it's like, it's a character that seems like a bad guy, but then as the story goes, they never really go full bad guy, and then some they just happen to kind of go good guy. You know? Like, there's that character yeah. in Double O, right, that he he wanted to be the main rival of Setsuna and wanted to fight him, but then later he ends up just being a good guy? Does that sound familiar? I forget the guy's name. I think he got a mask later or something. Um, <laughs> like every shark clone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that the, the term for that character, uh, that archetype is the Lancer. Oh. Um, it's typically, it's, it goes back to like old sort of medieval um, terminology. But, you know, an example of that would be like the, the relationship between Goku and Vegeta in um, oh. Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, they're a good guy, but they kind of serve as a subordinate to the main protagonist, and they kind of have a rivalry with that main protagonist. Um, I think that an example from Gundam would probably be Zex, right? Yeah. Like, like Zex in um, in Endless Waltz, you know, he's this rival to Hero, but is also helping him. And Yeah. No, that's... A, I like that. Yeah. You know, in... It, 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 it's a very cool character archetype, but you have to you have to set up that tension between the protagonist and that character. Otherwise, it's just like, well, they're just on the same side. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's it, it's almost like as the viewer, you have to think, wow, this person is going to cause some trouble later. Where then it's not necessarily the case, and in that almost it's almost anti-hero, you know, yeah. but it's more of serving the plot. And almost the character as well, if you think about it, because it's almost like a built-in character arc. Yeah, like uh, while while you're and in that sometimes can be with other characters, like even Shin almost played that character in a way as well, yeah. but not to the degree. Um, but anyway, you can even use that character to um, to like showcase some of the flaws of the main character. Like maybe that maybe that Lancer type character brings out the worst in. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point too. Yeah, and Zionic Shadow saying Graham Acker. That's exactly who I was thinking Graham, about. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Um okay, so moving on, Zionic Frenrear. I will go with Raul Le Cruset, never said his name out loud. Um amazing <laughs> villain who basically single handedly led the leaders of the two warring factions into trying to fully exterminate the other side. My only issue, whoa, this is a long one. My only issue is that compared to Gundams in the series, his mobile suits never allowed him uh, to show his prowess in combat until the very end of the series when he piloted the Providence. He did yeah. got a couple of decent battles with Mula Flaga, but with both characters being new types and Lacruz being coordinator, it never seemed realistic to assume that Mu could beat him in a one-on-one -on -one battle. Kind of wish he had been given one of the captured Gundams so he got some more combat screen time to show his skills prior to the final battle. On the other hand, Providence's remote weapons kind of appeared out of nowhere, meaning that Zapt had never deployed a MS with, with a similar weapon system until that point. 
This was somewhat later retconned with the Dreadnought. And suddenly we have one with the most complex bit funnel dragon system seen in Gundam series. Would have preferred that Rao's Guays had been customized to use some remote weapons, again, similar to the Dreadnought, serving as an initial step in that direction before going, uh, stepping up things with the Providence. Lastly, I do like that when NC Destiny Kira is looking at the nuclear explosions from Earth, thankfully intercepted by the uh, Neutron Stampeder, he is reminded of Raul LeCruist, basically implying that humanity is still haunted by the ghost of this man who assured him that mankind would ultimately and inevitably destroy itself. So, I think that's an interesting character choice just because they seem to still impact Destiny, even though by then they're gone, but then it's like, okay... This character seems like him, and then you find out, you know, it's Mula Flaga, which it seems like they're all connected. Yeah. You know, those blonde new types or coordinators or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something about that. Uh, something about blonde people in Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's some deep-seated uh, issues going on yeah. with, with blonde people. Yeah. No, exactly. That's that's kind of an interesting thought. Um, Louis DeLeon, it surprised me that not too many people like Raul Crest from Gundam Seed. He is, in reality, extremely cool character, and most of the stuff he said, it's pretty realistic in his English voice actor's pure insanity, and he was actually pretty much speaking facts, at least to me, in Cool Gundam. Cool? Whoa, easy there. It's problematic to side with the bad guys. You're not <laughs> supposed to, you know, where's that, um, you know, you missed the point by idolizing them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raul Crusad is not a role model, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of funny how that works in these stories when the characters are written good, even if they're bad, people will uh, uh, flock to them. Yeah. Uh, JP, commander of the Archangel and Mula Flaga, both showed the end result of war bred people and how they changed at the end. Yeah, those characters were cool. Um, yeah. Shirtlet. I guess Marco Morassim, I know, I know, jobber character, but the Pickings are slim if you don't count the freebies. Waltfed, LaFlaga, Remia, Sterka, Isaac, Atherin, sometimes Kigali, or LaCruis. My reason is the same as the reason I like MSG's 0079's Akana. A cool little fellow piloting a goofy amphibious machine against powerful opponents with not so yeah. stellar results. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a that's pretty cool. cool cool deep cut, yeah. Swift Gundam Kira, he turned out the most stable mentally and brought out the true strength and purpose of a Gundam. Um, and then Pay Peroni, never watched C. To be honest, I'm more of a UC timeline guy. Yeah, yeah, and then that's kind of the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> BACD. It's going to be Kira since he has so much character development during its overall story. In case of the best antagonist, it will be Maruta Azrael. For the best girl, it would be Lacus Klein. As the best secondary character, in my opinion, will be Nicole Amalfi since uh, his death has so much. Impact on Kira and Athern. Uh For the most annoying character, it'll be Raul Crest for really good reasons. In case of the best mobile suit, it's the Freedom Gundam. And Tori is the best mascot for this show. Don't worry, Haro. I still like you for saving Camille Badon's life. P.S. If you're wondering, the Gundam Seed fans' discussion about who is better female character between Lacus Klein and Flay Alster can be sometimes polarizing on the internet forums. Yeah, and what's not polarizing? No, but good one. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to get into that. Yeah, and then ZGMFX. There's a lot of winners, but Kira takes it. So, Man, Kigali doesn't even make like the top five. Yeah, uh, and I thought of, that was of... a more interesting, actually, in, in Seed, one of the more interesting 
stories in general was of Kigali, um, by far. And looking at this, I I don't necessarily see anything common. I think a bunch of different characters get the representation. So, and I'm curious what you think, but my thoughts then are it's not really based on any certain character or their story. It seems to be, it might be super, super personal. So, yeah, so I'm far. I'm starting to think that, and maybe maybe this is the maybe this is the right question to ask. Okay. Is how old were you? when you watched Gundam Seed because I feel like people in my generation, the the Pushing 40 crowd, you ask them how old they were when they saw Gundam Wing and, you know, we were all teenagers and, like, that's the one that stuck out to us. I think that you're going to find a similar demographic um, alignment where the Seed fans all kind of have that rose-tinted goggle view of Gundam Seed since that was their first Gundam, the way that Gundam Wing was our first Gundam. Okay. Good call on that. Because I bet you if you were to ask, like, who's your favorite character in Gundam Wing, you're going to get all over the place. Wu Fei, Duo, you know. Yeah. That's a good point. And I see that. So I've actually put that up on YouTube asking, and I'll probably put it on Twitter too, how old you were when you first saw Seed. Very good call on that. Um, I think that's a good way to go about it. Um Okay, so that is that. Now I want to get into kind of, actually, before we do, because I think this next topic could take the rest of the show. It might not. So I'll just bring up something real quick. In GBO2, they've released the Alex with the Choban armor on, which is pretty neat. Awesome. Um, yeah. It, honestly, it's just cool to get another representation of that. It's a raid unit, uh, 450 cost. So I think what's very interesting about how they have been doing these classes lately when they're picking the suit is it's almost like the class, the suit itself has a subclass within its class. You know, with the Choban armor, I'm going to assume the idea here is that this raid has high armor. So that would make you play maybe the raid a little differently. Uh, So I kind of like that that aspect there. So Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And for some people that are just into that, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, I guess one of the things coming in the supply drop is the G4 Experimental Unit 3 uh, pilot uh, stuff, which is pretty cool. And I think that was in Encounters in Space, right, if, if I'm not mistaken. So I think yeah. that's kind of a cool, not necessarily a deep cut, but one of these things where the team is, like, grabbing from really cool parts of UC. Well, they're, they're probably running out of... Um... Content. Running out of like pilot uniforms that they can give you. I think there's like yeah. five different versions of just generic Xeon pilot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Xeon pilot nine. Yeah, no, that uh, yeah, it's pretty cool though. Even though again, a lot of it is random. You don't know if you're gonna get it. Like this, Hazenthly would love to have it. I finally got the Hazel two, nice. so I now have two Hazels, and that's about it. But yeah, um. <laughs> And yeah. I anyway, I'm Zeta Gundam, so I haven't played GBO two since. <laughs> oh, since you got the Zeta? No, no, I, I'm kidding. I've actually played more since I got the Zeta. Um, oh, oh, cool, but... cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I again, I've been playing GBO two more like crazy ever since I beat Battle Alliance back into GBO two. Talos has been helping me a lot, really getting 
those little tips and tricks down. So hopefully we'll see the Steam release soon, although I think I'll still be playing on PlayStation a lot. But I'm then going to be dropping a whole bunch of videos around that time to kind of help people that are new. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so next up, um, yeah, let's talk about, so what was the first tweet? I think there was a couple. There's this one where I got the, the, what's up? It was like a thread, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, a thread where, yeah, it started where someone was just talking about animes that age poorly. And then we have Hugh Man, which is a pretty neat name. Uh, the only anime I can think of that aged poorly is Gundam 0079, and that's just because the animation itself is crap. The actual anime is still just as great as it was back in the late 70s. So, you know, it, it, like, on one hand, anyone could have an opinion and should have their own opinions. Yeah. Um, But when they say, the way this person is saying it is they're like saying, no, this aged poorly. The animation is crap. When it's more of, well, that I, I don't think that's necessarily what this original intent of the uh, the article was. It's more of right. thematically, it could be writing. And it's kind of a backhanded compliment because how is it, how are you going to say that like, oh, well, it's still a great anime and holds up, but the animation's crap. It's yeah. like... And, and so here's here's something interesting. And like I've brought up before... I wasn't into anime for a while. And in fact, I only got into Gundam after figuring out meditation, finding out about meditation, and it really changing me. And one thing I learned from meditation is it helps remove layers of judgment that you've just gathered over time in life. And it's not just meditation that I think you can use to help, but it could be just silence, focusing, thinking about, you know, things... Um, but anyway, what happens is you get these layers of judgment over time that then when you see something, you will have a knee-jerk or habitual reaction, not necessarily that it's really your thought that you've thought about deeply. And what mm. social media has done is allowed people to have a space where they can express that way quickly, and there's no repercussions. It's like if you hate something, you have an opinion, you can say, you know what, guys, this is crap. I'm the authority, and this is crap. Now, again, on one hand, people should be able to do whatever they want. But on the other hand, there are things through time and generations people have learned not to do because it has a bad outcome. You know, uh, one of those things I think is where you want to uh, express yourself online to kind of get rid of some feels that you wouldn't do in the real world. And really a lot of it is when you just see something you don't agree with, you just want to get on there and be like, no, no, which uh, coincidentally, <laughs> yeah, me seeing someone complain about Gundam is me going, nope, nope. You know, so it's almost like I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but. The, well, and the, the kind of funny thing about that is like, you know, there's, there's a dopamine hit that you get from it too. Yes. is like when you, when you vomit a trash opinion out on the internet, you know, you're going to get validated by the people that are, are just clicking like on it, right? Well, yeah. see, the numbers show that I'm right, like. Yeah. yeah, and so, and that's something that came up recently with Resident Evil 4 Remake. I've told you where I'm, for some reason, I'm not happy with 
with it, <laughs> even though I recognize it is an amazing game. And it took me a while to figure it out. And once I figured it out, I realized, okay, I get it now. I don't need to go tell people online that they're wrong because I know why. And so what I did was I found a video where someone compared side by side Resident Evil 4, and I saw how the original had very overly campy atmosphere. Yeah. If it was the rain, the rain was so crazy and loud, it would have creepy, campy, whereas this new one more streamlined and made things realistic. So for me, and, and let's just say yeah. that, you know, the campy elements of the original Resident Evil 4, I think it's funny that all of that stuff was stripped out in the remake, except, and as a Hispanic person myself, I'm a little offended, the characterization of Luis, he is oh. like an over the top like Spanish playboy, you know, they, they left that in. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah. That's I'm like, Oh, so you're going to, you're going to strip out anything that offends these people, but you're going to leave that stuff in. Like, yeah. That's, that's kind of funny then. Yeah. That's, that's actually a good point. How yeah, they really all of it's okay or none of it's okay. Right. Like, yeah, they grounded pretty much everything. Even a lot of character interactions, they changed what they talked about and made it a little more serious, but I guess, yeah, they left in that, that guy. But so, and so then that's where, when I was just talking about meditation just then, and like what I remember from Resident Evil 4, when once I got into Gundam and I wanted to watch it, I told myself, you know what, I know I'm going to watch something that's from 1979. So I am going to know that I am going to see animation that today I'd be like, what? But that's not the point of watching it. You know, it's like, I, sometimes I have to remind myself that when it comes to special effects in movies. Because a lot of times a special effect is there to portray this is what happens. Now, whether it looks realistic or not, it really is what is the intention of that shot in the film. Are they yeah. trying to make something seem realistic or are they trying to just portray this is occurring to the character, you know? Uh, so, exactly. Well, I think it's funny that, like, we, we probably need to make the wow, cool robot meme, but with you, it's meditation. Like most people meditate oh. and realize war is bad. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I meditated. Wow, cool robot. Yeah, that's that's actually really good. <laughs> actually, I find meditation that I'm like, yes, warring robots. This is uh, no, but that's um, what I've been missing. So no, go ahead. that is the other factor then. So with social media, just like with the animation, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be on social media less because what it's doing is it's making me then need to react to everything. And then mm -hmm. on my mind, I have like, oh, I said this to that person. Oh, and they said this back. And now I'm just wasting my time because yeah. really, am I contributing to myself in any way by trying to tell people my opinion is fact, you know, and, and, and so really the point of this is of why I'm bringing this up is we're going to see trash opinions online. And I think, and I think I've said this before, for the most part, don't engage. But I feel like if you feel like you're someone that you're trying to then turn it into a positive moment, it, I think it's okay to engage. If you mentally are able to say, you know what, I'm going to reply to this person. Remove yourself from the. Yeah, uh, I'm going to reply to them. from it. Yeah, exactly. And then I will just step away. Hopefully they get what I say. And that goes back to meditation because a long time ago when I met the guy that I consider him like a life coach or whatever, and when he was meditating and I didn't think that did anything, I remember just being like, oh, you meditate? Oh, good for you. But that seed was planted so that yeah. 10 years later I was like, oh, yeah. So, again, 
You might do some drive-by posts online to people in social media. You never know how that might affect them positive in the future. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you have like some positive influences in the world. People like you, people like, um, I just recently stumbled upon that video of Sam Witwer defending George Lucas. Oh. And it's like six minutes straight of Sam Witwer at a, at a comic convention, I guess. And he's like, people edit audio digitally now because George Lucas edited audio digitally in the 70s. People do this for special effects now because George Lucas did this for Star Wars in the 70s. People do this. It's like all of these things that you appreciate now are because of what George Lucas pioneered in the 70s so yeah. don't sit there and say like george lucas was a mistake or george lucas didn't know what he was doing it's like uh, and he's like you know and, and empire strikes back and return of the jedi were independent films like he did all yeah. of this stuff with hollywood shitting on him the whole way and in much the same way with with gundam you know you've got tamino you've got uh yasuhiko uh yoshikazu and you've got, um, you know, Kunio Ukawara, all these men that created this series and the studios sitting there saying, like, the toys aren't selling, the toys aren't selling. You need to fix this. You need to fix it. And it's like, and yet here we are 44 years later talking about this cartoon. Yeah. Doesn't that say something about whether or not the show aged badly? Dude, you that ended the conversation. Thank you for joining our show. <laughs> No, I'm joking. No, yeah, you, you bring up a good point. At the end of the day, it's still being talked about 40 years later. Obviously, yeah. it didn't age poorly. Um, but, you know, there are some facts within what the person is saying. It, it's just the way they are then formulating it. Because, yeah, there are some scenes that look bad because they had a lower budget for some scenes. And, yeah. you know, whenever you're in a studio production there are some give and take that have to occur between production and creatives so um the other one this was sent to me it says i feel like if you think the 79 gundam is good you're either lying or have terrible taste <laughs> like sorry but the pacing and the character work is absolute garbage and not wanting to watch that shit is very much understandable lol and I and I'm like well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and so like they have 131 followers. That doesn't mean low follower account means you don't matter. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know this isn't a huge influencer. So the point here isn't to knock down someone that has reach. It's here's an example of not only using social media wrong, but conversing. Wrong, and again, it's like I'm stating this as a, as a fact that you're doing it wrong, but if you are just saying you like something, you're lying. Just to outright say that, in my opinion, is that is wrong. And, and, and that's a fact. Yeah, and that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love this. So, And so really, yeah, this just comes back to, you know, it is okay to have discussions online where you don't agree with things, but... Try to think about, and sometimes you might not realize you're doing it, but try not to frame it as a fact. Try to frame it as, this is what I think. I wonder why. Because, again, with Seed, I'm trying to figure out why I don't like it. I'm asking people. With, um, what was the, uh, there was something else. Oh, I forgot. There's something else that, yeah, well, I don't and like. I think, I think what you'll find is that when you, um, when you, add, when you try to ask people, these types of questions like, you know, okay, well, why do you think the characterization was crap? Why do you think this was bad? 
what you'll find is that they're basically just parroting something that they've heard yes. or an opinion that maybe they've latched onto or like an identity that they're trying to identify with. Like, oh, I, I am this type of person, therefore I don't like this type of thing. And it's like, if you start to kind of peel away the layers of that, they don't have a reason. Yeah. And it reminded me of know, the recent uh, interview with Elon Musk and the guy from the BBC. I don't know if you saw that. There's a clip out there where oh, yeah. the guy is the guy from BBC is saying, because of this, Twitter is bad. And then Elon's like, can you show me some examples? And the guy couldn't come up with anything. And then he's just like, well, that's not the point here. Let's move on. And it's like, oh, you didn't even – you're talking crap but couldn't back it up. You couldn't even make up one on the spot. I know. Like, we couldn't, I could make one up and I would be right. <laughs> and he didn't even try. Um, so there's a lot of vile stuff on Twitter. Yeah, no, there is. And and I so another thing, you know, a takeaway from this is I would say if you're the type of person that you will see this and then kind of get pissed and think you need to react, maybe be like, okay, do I really need to react? And I don't know anybody like that. Right. And <laughs> well, that's the other point I was going to say. There are some of us. And I feel like I'm that type. I feel like you might be the type where it's like it's almost like you want to – there's an injustice and you feel like you have to communicate so people understand this is a misunderstanding. I think someone uh, stating their opinion as a fact is a misunderstanding that causes arguments. So it's like I almost want to jump in and be like, hey. But, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's always good to see examples of the toxicity that you can avoid online, especially when it comes to being into a hobby. So, yeah. You know, and I mean, like you said, I think that the worst thing you can do with somebody who has a, uh, a trash take is engage them because, you know, literally there's a reason why social media, they call it engagement when you have comments, when you have retweets, when you have likes and stuff like that is because you are actively, um, you know, basically like signaling, you know, signal boosting this yep. bad behavior. It's like, why not take advantage of the tools that uh, that Elon Musk has given us? The fact that now, you know, if you find out, like, when you block someone on Twitter, it damages their engagement. It damages their reach. So it's like, if you yeah. see a bad take on Twitter, block that person. And guess what? That, that bad take is going to go further and further down the rankings. Yeah, I, that's excellent. <laughs> and, and especially not only with that, and I don't think it can be done with all but you can uh, comment like uh, or cite like the truth of something, which uh, I guess if it was an article someone posted, then we could probably say, you know, this this author is stating opinions as a fact or something, you know. Um, True. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting um, because anyway, I think we've been ushered into social media without really learning how to use it properly. And we're all kind of discovering it on our own. We have to kind of help each other out. You know, yeah. understanding that. Um, so, yeah, that was that. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, Dan said something, actually. Let me go back. Uh, I like what he said. Dan Vince was saying, part of the problem is if you say something stupid on social media, you can't walk it back without losing face in front of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because usually a lot sure. of times when you're saying something out there on social media, a lot of people are seeing it that don't know you. Mm -hmm. And and so his follow-up was, if you say something stupid uh, to your drinking buddies, they can tell you it's stupid and you can all still be friends, which is a great sure. point. When when you're well, talking with people... So you get a lot of that behavior where people are doubling down on bad behavior because they just, they just don't want to admit that they're wrong. Yeah, 
Exactly. And when you're called out by people that you're close to, a lot of times it's easier to take that and understand it and be like, oh, okay. But when it's online and someone and, – and that's the thing. Even if someone is uh, – like even if you are wrong and someone wants to help you, sometimes that person is just being as toxic and it doesn't help. Yeah. And, and so, that again, there's that balance. I would say only respond if you can do it with a positive message. So – Hey, I think um, all I did was link him my dissecting Gundam video. Yeah, which is a great promotion. You get into the drama, you got to link your stuff. Yeah, they were right. Um, no, anyway, I thought that was pretty good. Um, okay, moving on. This this one's pretty cool because you just asked this last show, I think, and I didn't have an answer because it was like, aren't they releasing those um, Cuckoo's Doans? Uh, High yeah, mobility Zakus, like separately, because there was only yeah. that one, and now we have two more coming in August. Um, yes. Yeah. So that and actually Selma's, is, I think, is my favorite. So, which one? Uh, the Selma version. Is that the? Uh, let's see. Yeah, that would be the the bazooka type. Yeah, that I, I love. I love the these. It, the the only thing that I'm curious about is the fact that apparently some of the camouflage is stickers. What? <laughs> did you hear about that? I didn't, but now yeah, there's I'm something angry. I read that says there's color correcting stickers for the camouflage. Maybe just parts of it. Mm. Um, which hey, if if the well, color stickers correcting on stickers are trash, and that's my opinion, here's but also a fact. Here's color correcting stickers on the the wings, and they look fantastic. It, okay, you you got to do them right, and they. Yeah. Um. Well, it's when it's like um. I think that you said that there was a model kit you built recently that had color correcting stickers for the V fin, didn't you? Yeah, it was the, like you have to like, it's like origami to fold a sticker. Yeah. around. I don't have it here, but yeah, it was the blue destiny, the manga version antenna. It has like a, it's one antenna, but it had multiple like layers that you had to wrap around it. <laughs> and I was like, I would just paint this <laughs> if they're yeah. willing to make such an obscure and abstract sticker. They can do it for the, the, you know, the little V crests, the Federation crests on the crotch. I feel bad for the the engineer that just got laid off because you said just paint it, and you know, <laughs> some some Bandai executive is like, I'm sorry, but we we can't afford to have you making these complex stickers anymore. And he's like, <laughs> they've spoken, they have spoken. No, but I I think. To be honest, I like the color correcting stickers because if you take your time, you can make it work. But some places, it's like, why did they spend their time with the color correcting sticker here? So I'm really curious then with these Zaku's, how they are going to look. Like, um, it, that's the thing with these newer constructed Gumpla, they tend to be very good quality anyway in terms of like the engineering, the stickers. Um, Another sort of recent one that was really good was the, the the Moon Gundam. After building that, it felt like a real grade I just put together. Um, and all the detail that's on it. Um, yeah, that one's really well done. So, you know, since that other one is actually up on P Bandai right now, and I don't know if they planned this, I think I need to pre-order that. just Because now I know for sure how I can get them all. Now that I know what they're doing. Um, yeah, now, now you know. It's like, well, now I have to have the whole set. Like. Yeah, I, I just have to. I mean, because this, I feel like the inclusion of, 
these high mobility surface type in Cuckoo's Doan's Island was exactly what Gundam fans want. It's like just more yeah. badass looking Zakus, you know? Um, and it's a different type. We have the high mobility, or no, we have the, yeah, there's different types of high mobility, but this is like the first time it's like a surface type high mobility, right? Because isn't the yeah, other one? It's, it's different than the ground type, right? Yes, like there's... exactly. That's, yeah. I think that's what I'm referring to, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm totally going to go, um, uh, yeah, pre-order that other one and then pre-order these when they're up. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I think then that is it for today. I think, yeah, we, we went through most of the topics, um, or all the topics I had for today. Um, I think any anything else to add, Stephen? Anything cool going on? No, no, I think that, that was a that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. you know, a, a learning a little bit more about seed fans and what makes them tick. Yeah. And uh and B, maybe, you know, creating some positivity in the world. Yes. Um, I think at the end, and that's what I'm actually trying to do with Seed because I talk so bad about it. It's like, how can I really dive in, ask the Seed fans out there why they like it, and I might learn to appreciate it a little more. Um, yeah, I mean, so, um, you know. I I've been very clear that the reason I don't like late UC is because the mobile suits are too small. Mm. <laughs> is that like really why you don't like late UC? <laughs> no, no, I was I'm about just, to say, like, what kind of take is that? Um, it's like small mobile suits are bad fact yeah fact <laughs> no it's i think one day you'll get into late you see once you have once you got tired of zeta <laughs> right once i've rewatched it for the 700 <laughs> time it's uh <laughs> no it's but i kind of get it late you see doesn't have the world building that early UC has and that's part of the fun and maybe that's a victim of being you know shorter Yep. manga form in the case of uh, crossbone um you know i don't know but but i'm not gonna you know go on twitter and say let you see is trash yeah you, exactly. you like it there's yeah. something wrong with you no that's cool if you like it you're lying <laughs> you're <laughs> like lying. i love that how the person just assumes <laughs> you are lying you, you might not know this <laughs> so just just letting you know you're being <laughs> very dishonest right now yeah. well cool um yeah, so I guess that just about does it. So thanks all. Check out Steve and stuff and the supporters that have supported. Uh, links in the description. Actually, I think I need to add the links for this one uh, than the previous one, too. But I'll add them for this one. Um, and then, yeah, catch Steven's Dissecting Gundam on Friday. Um, yeah, tag a Toxic Gundam fan on Twitter. <laughs> oh, hey, that I like that. <laughs> Especially this episode. I feel like there's there's some stuff in, in episode two that I think is going to um it's gonna trigger some some toxic fanboys. Cool. Well I can't wait for that. Yeah. And so yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, you know, Mondays I'll have a show out. Tuesday, Steven does the members live stream. Wednesday we do Steven's live stream, then I have a video. Thursday is this live stream. And then Friday is uh Steven's dissecting Gundam. So it's a week of Gundam stuff if you're in there. Yeah. So in in case you don't get tired of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, thanks, everybody. Uh, have a good rest of the day and weekend.